We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, the Wajak people of Perth region. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community and pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side and the truth. Come on girls, let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Don't look at a boy jumping there. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you. Far am you. Swear to Christ, Liz, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Wook Wook. G'day and welcome to The Last New Wave. I'm Andrew Pearce and this is a podcast that looks at the wide and varied landscape that is Australian cinema. On this episode, it's a double whammy. I interview the writer and director Greg McLean and talk to him about his uh, new film Jungle as well as leaping into a discussion about uh, his previous work. Uh, it's a really interesting discussion. I hope you enjoy it. I really enjoyed being able to chat with one of Australia's great horror directors. Uh, after that discussion, you'll hear an e- a review from Burndett and myself uh, for this great film. Let's have a listen to the trailer for Jungle, then we'll be back with the interview with Greg McLean. I was desperate to escape the well-worn path. Work, marriage, kids, not me. I wanted to experience the extraordinary, which is why I ended up in the jungle. This is my friend, Yossi Ginsberg. Hey, good to meet you. Good to meet you too. I told my parents I'd be back in a year, but I don't think I'm ever going back. There's nothing like the jungle at night. Insects, birds, it's like they're screaming at you. And then suddenly, it's just you, whatever you came looking for. You want to be like every other tourist? Anybody can go to Machu Picchu. But the jungle, this guy can take us there. How do you know that Carl is telling the truth? That's why you're here, the hidden world. Perfectly balanced. The problem is us with the cancer. Carl, what are you doing? The only guy who knows where we are and what we're going to do, and he just walked away. Carl! Stop! So you're over in uh, the States at the moment promoting Jungle, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So we uh, it came out here and in the UK on the 20th, um, and uh, yeah, we've just been doing some PR for, for the release, for those releases out here. Cool. Yeah, it's we watched it last night uh, in anticipation of the release, obviously in Australia next week, and it's, it's fantastic. It's a really superb film. I was, yeah... Really amazed by, oh, by how great it was. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. It's really good to hear. Um, it's really exciting to hear that, you know, that, that, you know, that's great feedback to hear. It's been, it's a, it's a new, you know, we've kind of been, it's been quite a fast film to get made and get released, so it's good to hear, um, good to hear feedback. Well, you've, you've been really busy in the last, you know, year or two. You've had essentially three films 
in the last two years, Jungle, The Darkness and The Belko Experiment all kind of come out uh, in a short period of time. How do you keep so busy and how do you yeah. keep so varied as well? Um, gosh, I mean, I didn't, you know, it kind of really kicked off with, um, it kicked off with, uh, with Wall Creek 2, really, because um, I had a couple of year period there where I didn't direct a movie. And the reason was I was attached to a couple of, you know, quite big movies that, you know, sometimes you're on these big studio films for a long time. And then if they don't go and you spend a year or two on it, suddenly you look around and four years have passed. Mm. So I then, you know, I, I got, um, when I got Wolf Creek 2 up, I had such a great time making that movie and loved that movie so much. I thought, what have I been, what have I been doing? So I really just then focused on, you know, finding projects that I really liked and it didn't matter what the genre was or where they were or what was going on. I just, you know, focusing on projects that I really liked and tried to get them made. And I had a good run of, you know, getting those three movies going. In the middle, got the, um, did the Wolf Creek TV series as well. So I just kind of changed my attitude a little bit about, um, you know, I just wanted to keep making films because it's what I love doing. So I tried to avoid situations where I'd spend a year developing some project unless I had some sort of control over its destiny. Well, you've, you know, talking about Wolf Creek for a second there, you've you've been quite fortunate in the sense that you, you uh, essentially have retained the creative rights and uh, to the series so you've allowed to you know being allowed to uh, guide it to that that tv series as well how important is that for you as a filmmaker um look it's re- it's really important um you know it, and you're right it's basically the reason that's been able to you know continue is because um you know the original creator is i'm, I'm sort of woven into the part of any anything that happens to it which really means that i try and look after quality control and make sure that everything makes sense and credibly we're doing the right thing for the character um but look it's something you know i think you know as a creator if you can if you can make something and you want to be able to control its destiny and you want to be able to um if you do make something that connects with fans and has fans you want to respect those fans by making things that that don't disappoint and that are actually good because a lot of times i think people make um something that goes on often the original creators aren't part of it and it can the start the quality can really suffer and it's you know it's it's you know it's good to be able to to continue to do really good wolf creek things and also make things that are you know better and better quality some like for example the new series i feel like is maybe even the best wolf creek thing that i've ever been involved with um it's really it's really awesome so it's good to be able to do that and feel like you're making things better yeah I, i'm really excited to watch the the new season at comes out soon which is going to be very exciting um but you know we could talk about wolf Creek yeah. all day long but of course i you know really should be talking about because <laughs> <laughs> it's you know that's a yeah I, I, I think you know i've i've loved your films ever since wolf creek came out i think it you know they've, they've been really fantastic genre films in australia and, and really pushed the the genre in ways that other filmmakers haven't done in recent times which has been fantastic but there's a, you know, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but there's a level of maturity in Jungle which I found really unexpected. I, I was really moved by it. Um, and I, I, I think right. it's a, a next level for you as a filmmaker. I, I was really, really impressed by it. Um, and I just wonder if that the relationship that you had with the subject uh, really helped push that or the, the dedication and the care for telling his story was there uh, that made you kind of say, all right, we've got to do this 110%. 
Um, well, I, I, you know, I put 110 percent into into any movie that I that I take on. I take it all very seriously. I look. I think the thing is, is that, um, you know, as a filmmaker, you know, and someone who works in horror, it's like it can be easily kind of you're tied with a brush of like, oh, you just like, you know, all you watch is horror movies. I, I kind of love all kinds of films and all kinds of different filmmakers. So, you know, having an opportunity to tell a story like Jungle. I just kind of, it's a different emphasis. I'm still using the same kind of techniques, but um, it's just a different kind of story that requires a different um, a different tone, a different feeling. And, you know, I, you know I, I mean, that's why I did the movie. I did the movie because I wanted to tell a story that, that was about different things and would explore different um, different emotions and different ideas and, and also give me different challenges as a storyteller um, and show a different side to, to, you know, what I'm interested in as a, as a filmmaker. So... I'm glad to hear that um, that those aspects are coming up because they're 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 kind of particularly the reasons they wanted to tell the story because ultimately it's a you know very moving very kind of um, detailed character analysis and I thought that was a really fascinating thing to explore and that's that's really why I decided not to do the movie. Yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe's absolutely brilliant here. You know, obviously we've seen him become a really great actor throughout the years, and and I think this is just another level for him as an actor. What was it like working with him? Um, he was great. He's, um, you know, such a smart guy, such an interesting personality, um, really funny, um, and kind of like... He's he's great. I mean, I, I can't say enough about enough good things about Daniel because, um, you know, from the moment he kind of signed on to the end, he was just like a very, you know, really passionate about the about about his job as an actor. Really, um, you know, focused on doing good work and 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 a great person to have on set and be around. And you know, he's he's really great. And I think you know, so much of the movie relied upon um, you know casting being right, and that goes for for Alex and Joel and Thomas as well. But you know, Daniel does really carry the movie because it's Yossi's story, and he's he's you know playing Yossi, so so much of it rested on his shoulders. Um, but no, I, I think he's great. I, I love working with him, and you know, would happily work with him on anything because he's just a, a fun fun actor to work with. Well, the other aspect which I think is really interesting is that you know you've gone from you you sort of don't stick in one environment uh, when you're making your film. So you've done the, the harsh outback of, you know, Western Australia and, and, you know, the bush and all that kind of stuff with Wolf Creek. And then you did, uh, you know, the bush with uh, Rogue, which is fantastic. And then even, even more frightening as well is the, you know, the, the office environment in uh, Belco experiment. What's right. what's the difference right, right. Um, with kind of you know compared to those films and doing something that is really in the thick of the midst of the the forest and stuff like that in jungle? How how do you manage the difference? Uh, I think it's I think look ultimately um, you know it's kind of you know maybe I mean it's they're I mean all, they're all different kind of stories with different ideas and themes. I think. Um, it's really working out what the threat in the movie is, if it's a horror film. And I think that, you know, for example, with um, with uh, Balco, the 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 monster in that film was an idea, and it basically the monster which we don't see is the notion of um, the inhuman monster of the corporate ideology. And that that movie was really about exploring this kind of concept of what that corporate ideology of the bottom line does to human beings, which has turned them turned them into monsters. 
So that was that was an abstract idea to explore with something like Jungle. Um, the monster in that film was a threat. That film was really the characters' um, dark sides themselves that kind of got unleashed in the environment and turned them into kind of um, it made the characters kind of silly monstrous in some of the things they did. But then the environment itself becomes the threat. So there's different levels of kind of um, threat and uh, danger to explore in the different movies. Um, and I think you know that, that that would be something that kind of links them. But I think that they all have a very different. Um, idea about what they're exploring particularly as stories in that turn as well like your the the exploration of the theme of horror uh, in your work is is very varied and you know some directors may decide look i i like doing slasher films and that's all i'll do uh, but you really challenge yourself and you push yourself from you know survival horror to serial killers to you know uh, giant monster flicks with uh, rogue and then, of course, the supernatural as well, and now very real, very natural horror in jungle. What kind of, you know, is there is there a desire to push yourself into the different aspects of genre and explore all the different kinds of things? And and on top of that, what is the the next uh, avenue of horror that you really want to tackle? Um. Uh, well, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing next. I mean, look, I think I'm drawn to, um, you know, I'm I'm drawn to powerful stories, whatever whatever genre or whatever they may be. Like, I'm just really looking for, um, you know, interesting things to interesting stories to tell and powerful stories. I mean, in terms of like, you know, slash and stuff. I mean, I think the in keeping the point out, which might explain the kind of variation and things I look at. You know, when I did Wolf Creek, I was, you know, I'm, I'm coming to film from the background of someone who was at art school for six years. So I, I'm approaching it not from someone wanting to make a slasher film, but more for someone who was doing... I did a horror film as an experiment to see how far you could push things cinematically and also to play with some storytelling techniques um, to, to kind of... as a way to tell a particular kind of story. And it, it, it just happened to make an effective horror film, but I was kind of exploring some experimental ideas so I'm I'm always interested in experimenting with different um, with different modes of storytelling and different stories. So, you know, I think you know that's kind of that sort of explains my kind of attraction to trying different things and to trying to push different things. And also, as you as you you know as you move on, you do want to just keep exploring and and developing because you you do have to sort of take responsibility for your own development as a filmmaker because no one else really, you know no one else really is interested in that. Like, if you want to change genre or do something different, you've got to do it yourself because no one's going to kind of, you know, no one sends you those things that are out of your supposed ballpark. So you've got to really hunt those things down or create them yourself. Mm. In that turn as well, you've, you're quite a, almost an anomaly in Australian cinema in, in regards to the fact that, you know, you've made multiple really successful horror films within Australia and where a lot of other filmmakers, unfortunately, uh, you know, they make great horror films, but there's just the audience in Australia, at least, doesn't go and see them. How has it been for you? You kind of kick-started uh, horror in, obviously, the early 2000s with Wolf Creek. So how has it been being kind of like the, the figurehead of Australian horror uh, in the modern era? Um, well, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, it's a hard one to, to answer. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I, I guess I don't consider myself the figurehead of anything. I'm just really, I'm just pursuing my own interests. Um, 
But I'm, look, I'm, I'm very pleased that I'm very pleased that um, that I got to make Will Cricket in the first place because, uh, and it, and it has had some sort of impact because you know the part of the reason I made Will Cricket because was because at that time um, no one was making genre films in Australia of any sort of scale or note, and I was very very frustrated that that Australia wasn't a place that was embracing genre, and you know there was a lot of anger and a lot of frustration in that film, and it was because I was really um, I was angry and frustrated with the fact that I couldn't get any genre material made and no one was interested in doing it. And particularly at a government level, um, you know, there was just a complete um, snobbery about, about horror and people would look down their noses at genre like, oh, that's commercial trash. And, and obviously the world has come around now to basically realising that um, horror films are art and, and they can be artful and they can be artistic and they can be statements about all kinds of things. And, you know, in a year where horror is the highest grossing genre in the entire entertainment world, you know, year, it's kind of interesting how far it's come. But at the time, you know, horror was still um, struggling to kind of claim legitimacy again. So if I had some sort of part to play in that, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I, I think you do because, you know, without without the work that you've done, I don't think we would get stuff like, you know, The Loved Ones, for example, which I think is a, a, a great film. And... You know, right. it, it helps pray, yeah. pave the way for that kind of stuff. So, you know, as, as somebody who loves the genre, I'm really thankful that, you know, something like Wolf Creek did push through the boundaries of it. it it's great to see. Um, one of the other aspects which I think is no, really... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the other aspects yeah, which I on. think is really fantastic is, you know, you take your time to establish the characters in these films. You know, in, in Jungle, you know, we spend a lot of time with Yossi and his crew essentially before they actually do go into the jungle and the bad stuff eventually happens. How important is it to take this time and and establish those characters and establish a human emotion with them or human connection with them and not just leap straight into the the frightening stuff? I mean, I think it's just, you know, to me it's um, it's just just better storytelling because ultimately... um, you know, you have to basically connect and understand the people you're, you're dealing with in order to kind of care about what happens to them. And I think, you know, as a reader and a consumer of, you know, all different kinds of movies, just as a storytelling idea, it, it makes sense that you um, you establish, you know, a believable world and, um, and, you know, connect with the characters. And they're the kind of bottom line of what you've got to do to make a story work. Um, I, th- I think, and, it, and if there was a way to do it faster, I would do it, but it, for me it kind of takes a while to kind of, I do like to set up atmosphere, and I do like to set up a um, an understanding of, of, of the, you know, who the characters are before anything happens, because then, you know, that, that kind of, um, that will define how they react once the terrible things happen or the challenging things happen. So to me it's crucial, I, I, I you know, and I also like movies that do that, I like to kind of, I like to, you know, soak in atmosphere and I like to feel like I'm, absorbing the texture of the world and the experience. I think Jungle is a good example of that because the, the world we're exploring is such a rich environment. Like, you know, South America is such an amazing country and so gorgeous visually. So it was really fun to be able to have the characters and then take the audience on a kind of, um, you know, on a kind of journey as well to take them into this fantastic place and let them feel the texture. And almost you want the audience to kind of smell the world they're in. Mm. And you need time to be able to do that. Yeah, you really do actually in this. And, you know, you, you feel like you're part of the jungle in there with them, which is, uh, you know, it's a great feeling. Um, 
and you know there there are certain moments in this film which I think is is really I was amazed uh, at, at you know where you push the film in in certain regards. Specifically, I'm talking about you know the the monkey and there's some eggs that appear later on, mm-hmm. and you know I, I right right I, hats off because they're you know too often when uh, animals and stuff are, are killed and eaten on screen, uh, we don't see the the actual brutality of what's happened, and here you don't shy away from it um, right. And I'm just curious as well because there's there's been a few moments in your filmography that have really pushed the the, the bar of, of of what's going on. Uh, specifically, thinking of the the kangaroo scene in uh, Wolf Creek Two as well. What what is right. you know there right, is there right. a desire to push that kind of uh, that envelope in some regards or um, show a truth about this kind of brutality? Um, gosh, I don't know. Um... I mean, for Jungle, basically, I was, you know, I was just relaying true, true events, and I was just trying to, um, to show how primal, you know, once you, once you get into the jungle, once, you know, obviously the character's in the situation where he's forced to, to, to struggle to find food, and, you know, the story is about, you know, someone becoming kind of, a, you know, being reduced to a kind of primal state of need, which is, I need to sleep, I need to eat, I need to, you know, drink water. And when you see the primacy of that, you, you, it, it's kind of powerful and confronting. Um, and I think with Jungle in particular, that was just I just wanted to kind of show fidelity to the to the real events and take people into what it's really like to be in that situation where it is really quite ugly and it can be brutal. And it's you know, Lord of the Jungle is brutal. Like you kill or be killed, basically. So that's what Jungle kind of explores and isn't afraid to show what that's kind of like. Um, in, in other films, I think it has different meanings and is used for different things, like the kangaroo sequence in Wolf Creek 2. I just thought it would be quite funny. You know, I thought it would be, uh, you know, as someone who grew up in the country and is used to driving around dodging kangaroos and occasionally accidentally hitting one, I thought it would, and, and, and being aware that, you know, truck drivers in the outback kind of don't stop for mobs of kangaroos. It was something I'm very well aware of. And I thought it was something I'd never seen on camera before. I thought it would be a great way to show Nick. Um, kind of crazy glee about, you know, plowing through a mob of kangaroos and not caring versus the other character's reaction to it, which is complete horror and, you know, disgust, whereas Mick was just laughing and carrying on like a madman. So I felt like it was a good way to sort of um, demonstrate his character while also showing something that would be pretty visually interesting and unique. Yeah, I, I think I think it worked quite well there in, in as an extension of who he is. And, you know, I think in, in both circumstances, it establishes the situations really well. Um one of the the last things I want right. to talk about um, with uh, with Jungle is the cinematography. I think is absolutely stunning. Um, I just want to know what it was like working uh, with the cinematographer there. And unfortunately, the name is escaping me. But um, I think it looked fantastic. So I'm I'm curious about what language you use uh, to establish that. Um. Well, the, the Stefan, Stefan Duskio is the DP. He's a, a Melbourne-based director of photography. Um, he's absolutely brilliant, uh, a really great cinematographer and a great photographer and a wonderful, you know, artist to work with. Um, we, you know, I was kind of inspired by, we were looking at, you know, movies like The Motorcycle Diaries, we were looking at, um, you know, Babel, we were looking at um, a lot of the Latin American directors and cinematographers, we were looking at that kind of style because I, I was feeling like this film needed a different look and feel because we wanted to basically... We wanted to give it a very 
you know, obviously a massive widescreen look, but also want it to be quite beautiful and contrast the kind of beauty and the horror of the experience. So that on the one hand, you have these, you know, gorgeous, majestic images of nature, but at the same time, you kind of have this counterpoint to the to dread and horror that, that it sort of becomes. So I think finding imagery that kind of reflected that counterpoint was our main sort of point of conversation. Um, and that was kind of what we, that was our sort of goal with the, with the look of the movie. Well, it looks, it looks fantastic. And, you know, it comes out next week in Australia and I'll really be pushing uh, for people to go and see it on the big screen because I think it's a, it's one of those films that is really immersive on a, on a huge screen uh, and really impressive in that regard. Um, now, I have one last question, which I ask everybody when they come on, because this, uh, you know, talking about Australian cinema, I always try and get people interested and excited about Australian cinema. Um, is there a particular Australian film that you recommend people seek out that you say is, you know, this is the one that I, I think is a, a really stunning Australian film and everybody should watch? Um, well, my go-to film is Pitney and Hanging Rock. I think if people haven't seen that film, they should watch it immediately. Um, I think it's probably one of the best Australian films, if not best films in the world, like one of the best films ever made, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's an all all time classic masterpiece. Um, you know, it's just I think it's just one of the one of the great masterpieces of world cinema, and shows Peter Weir at a you know quite a young age directing a quite potent story that really speaks about the Australian kind of identity in the landscape, and a lot of inspiration was taken from that in, in creating Wolf Creek in some way. Yeah, I can I can see that there. It, it's, it is a great film and certainly one that everybody needs to seek out. Uh, look, Greg McLean, I, I really appreciate your time and, and love discussing uh, your films and I'm, I'm sure, you know, if I had all the time in the world, I'd be able to talk about them uh, endlessly. Uh, and I just want to say <laughs> one last thing as well is I am a huge fan of Rogue uh, and, and really, really thankful that oh, think Rogues exists. <laughs> you know, a giant, uh, you know, monster crocodile film uh, in Australia is superb. I, I love that it exists. So thank you very much for that film. <laughs> No worries, no, it's, one of, it's literally one of my favourite, that's probably one of my favourite films I've ever done, I'm, I'm so proud of that film. Yeah, as um, you should be. I love it too, so I'm just glad to meet a fellow fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again, um, and hopefully the, the weather gets a bit better in LA for you, and you have a great day. <laughs> awesome, thanks. thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. director Greg McLean talking about his film Jungle, which is in Australian cinemas at the moment. I believe it's out in uh, American cinemas already, or at least streaming uh, on some services. I haven't looked thoroughly enough, but nonetheless... Yeah. Uh, And this is a film which stars Daniel Radcliffe as Yossi Ginsberg, and it's based on his book, uh, written by Justin Monjo, the screenplays, and... It is essentially a story of Yossi Ginsberg who travels through the Bolivian jungle with a few friends that he meets up as he's uh, touristing around the world, essentially. And, yeah, uh, bad stuff happens. It's kind of like um, The Revenant in the Jungle, but without the revenge part of it, in some regards. Um, And without the sort of self-importance that The Revenant (laughs) 
Did you like Let's this film? Let's not turn this into a... No, no. It's not <laughs> going to be an anti-Revenant. Judge uh, about the Revenant. No. A lot of people love that movie. Yeah, this was uh, a film that uh, you'd suggested to, to watch. And um, I wasn't even aware, actually, that it was an Australian film. I, obviously, I was aware that, that Greg McLean was directing and that he's an, uh, an Australian director of, of, you know, quite a... One of our more well-known directors, perhaps in terms of international um, uh, releases... And, uh, yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised because I think two twofold. One, that it looks really good. Um, it's, you know, they, they didn't sort of half-ass it in terms of, you know, making it look, even though it was shot mostly in Queensland, is that right? Yeah. Or yeah. It wasn't so internationally and in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. so it's um, there, there's certainly no skimping in terms of making it um, look as realistic and, and sort of as gruelling as possible. Um, but also it... it for me, it harkened back to some of the the films, sort of more in maybe the the eighties and nineties of this sort of survival genre. I guess you know, it's it, if you see the trailer, it's you know we don't want to give away too much, but it's you know it's fairly obvious that it, at some stage it becomes, um, you know, it turns from this idyllic, inspirational finding yourself type journey in a in a um, a desolate or jungle type environment to a, a story of survival. Um, and I think that Jungle does that really well twofold. One, because as I mentioned earlier, it's not, it, it doesn't sort of revel in its own sort of self-importance or this sort of idea of um, some some films of the genre I've, of, I've found can be very like, you kind of feel a bit like, ugh. It's not respective of the culture, perhaps, or, or it's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit, a like bit a, too, a, a white um, tourism in, yes, in some regards. Yes, yeah. and I don't think this does that at all. And it, it actually goes to, um, uh, you know, some lengths to look at the the history of the central character played mm. by Daniel Radcliffe and sort of why perhaps he is taking this this journey. Um, I, and I, I found really that quite interesting. That. I think yeah. some people didn't like that aspect of, of the film, but, I, uh, you know, because it kind of takes away, I guess, from the central story... Um, you know, some flashbacks are told, and but I actually I found that quite interesting. I loved um, it because it it added a you know history which we don't get from the character mm. otherwise. And you know, one of the key things I think is that this is based on Yossi's book, and so he is he's is an executive producer on on this film, mm. so he's quite heavily involved in mm. that regard. And sometimes that could be a kind of a, a sticking point in the, the fact that, you know, this is my story. Mm. I've got to be painted as a hero in some regards. And Yossi, as portrayed by Daniel Radcliffe here, is not a hero in in a lot of ways. You know, he is, he does. But he's still quite inspirational though. Like he, he's, he is he's, inspirational, but is he's it, a But he makes mistakes, person. you know, yeah. he makes mistakes like anyone would at that age, you mm. know, and in, in those situations. And I think it's the exploration of those mistakes, all those sort of, you know, is this really the right decision um, that you, that sort of makes up the film's first half? Because it is quite long. It's almost it is two hours, or just yeah, just, just, just before, under two hours, just yeah. under two hours. Um, and you know, they, they they certainly take their time in getting to, I guess, what some people, you know, having watched the trailer or maybe read the IMDb, um, they take their time in developing that story and developing those characters and. And that, I think, benefits um, once we get into that sort of survival aspect of the film because you do feel you feel as though you are, you know these characters, um, their, their sort of backstory and their personalities and, and, and it, it does imbue the, the struggles that, um, you know, and as portrayed by Daniel Radcliffe as sort of quite emotional as mm. well as harrowing, you know, to watch. 
which is the, that that the harrowing aspect, even though it sounds terrible. That's kind of like you get that oh god, you know that that sort of horror almost aspect or that horror thriller aspect of the film where you're kind of like, you know, you, you imagine yourself in that scenario and you know what you would do or what what you wouldn't be able to do. Whereas mm. this character, you know, kind of does have this inner faith and maybe inner philosophy. Um, that that he's able to draw upon, which I was just thinking I'd be dead. I'd be dead like within hours. Yeah. I'd be like I wouldn't even be on this journey to begin with. But but, <laughs> but that's, that's exciting as well. Like the yeah. idea that you can sort of you know live vicariously through these characters who who do have the you know the gumption to do this kind of travel, which not a lot of people do. And I do think the character that um, the actor that plays the photographer, who's kind of joins the the crew essentially, uh, these three these four people. One there's sort of a leader. So there's Carl. So essentially, Yossi Ginsberg, as played by Daniel Radcliffe, uh, meets up with two other guys. Kevin, uh, played by Alex Russell, who, if people are seeing Goldstone, he's really great in oh, Goldstone. Oh, yes, that's what he's from. Yeah. I was wondering. I, I, well, there was something about his face, but I just couldn't place. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah. Uh, and also uh, another guy, Marcus, as played by Joel Jackson. Yes, but uh, he beats Marcus first, and they kind yes. of make a connection. And, that, and I think that, that, that's what plays into sort of a bit more of that sort of, you know, mistake emotionality that, that comes later in the film. Mm. And then the, the, the photographer, um, Kevin. Kevin, sorry, um, comes and he's kind of a little bit more of that sort of, in my opinion, sort of a little bit maybe smarmy tourist type, you know, trying to, you know, obviously photography is very important, <laughs> but there was this kind of, you know, like he knows what, you know, this yeah. sort of maybe a little bit of arrogance maybe. Yeah, or, and there's, um, there's a certain part with a... a, a you know, a raft that that is certainly mm. very tense, and and he leans into the uh, American obnoxious American tourist kind of yes. uh, mold. He's quite not American well. though in the film, is he? Is I don't he? think so. Don't no. Know. And, and then, then the sorry, you were going to say the um, the sort of guy that they meet. Yeah. So Carl is played by Thomas Kretschmann, and he's quite good. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, you, in the kind of untrustworthy kind yes. of guy, but trustworthy yes. in and some funny. way. He kind yeah. of has, a, you know, some, some humorous uh, aspects sort of mm. to the film and, and sort of the, the coda at the end kind of plays into, I guess, what once you've reached the end of the film and you're kind of wondering what has happened, that little coda at the end kind of makes you look back at the rest of the film and think, ugh. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I really like about Greg McLean as a director is he tends to put people in familiar situations that are really you know familiar people in difficult situations like wolf creek like rogue uh like jungle now i haven't seen the belco experiment but i understand that you know that's kind of it's got its fans it's got its fans yeah and you know it's a boiler pot kind of uh office gone mad Mm. situation now we were not fans of wolf creek 2 at all um (laughs) but you know i think you know, we really weren't fans of Wolf Creek too, but for some people, that's their preferred Wolf Creek. Mm. So it obviously is just not our taste. Um, so we can't necessarily, you know, not that we're, we're trying to make, you know, every person that you interview has to be great or, any, you know, no, no falls, you know, no. Yeah. <laughs> but but obviously for some people, that worked for them. So it is really just about, you know, our per- preferred taste in terms of that, that horror film and that character. To us, it felt like a bit of a betrayal of that character and kind of a bit of a, yeah. you know, the comedy, the more sort of comedic aspect of it. Just it didn't sit right with us, but others love it. So, But, but the good thing is, is that Greg <laughs> McLean was able to retain the rights for mm. Mick Taylor as a character. Yes. And so because of that, he's got the, the Wolf Creek TV series, mm. which... 
you know, which is he, actually very good. Yeah, um, it is really good. And I, I haven't seen all of it. I've seen about half. But a friend of mine who is very picky when it comes to this sort of thing absolutely adored the whole first season. So. Se- season two is out soon. Yes. But I think what I'm trying to get at is that I think that, you know, him having that Wolf Creek series as kind of the backbone and it doing quite well and he's earning quite a and bit of money from it. And it's out in the US it. as well, I think, at mm. the moment, yeah makes him able to kind of push himself into doing these these films like Jungle, which mm. I think is great. I, I really like this film a lot. I think yeah. it's a really, you know, as a director, and as I mentioned to you, you would have heard in the interview just then, I think that he's matured as a, a filmmaker in some regards because this yeah. is a very, you know, there are some really emotional moments yeah, here. Yeah, and it is very, it's very competently directed. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it brings anything relevatorily new to the genre, but it does it, you know, what it does do, it does very well. Um, and I think he's very fortunate to have Daniel Radcliffe as his He's lead. so good here. He is really good. And what annoys me is because I read a little bit about this film, and, uh, read it some reviews, and I'm a bit surprised that it's kind of got very mediocre uh, mm. response. Because, um, I mean, I, I can't see what's not to like about it. I mean, I can see people not necessarily loving it, but I can't really see what's not. If you if you like this type of film, I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, yeah. It'll just be to varying degrees. But Daniel Radcliffe, I mean, some people have kind of been like, oh, you know, it's Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, you know, on the screen, chewing scenery, saying, please don't remember me as Harry Potter. But I think he's done so much work since Harry Potter that's been it's- quite remarkable. I mean, good Lord, who would have thought Swiss Army Man would have been one of my favourite films from last year? But, you know, he's amazing in that film and, you know some of those other horror films that he's done, even mm. TV work like the, I think it's The Young Doctor with yeah. um, John Hamm. I mean, he's very far past Harry Potter. So, I mean, to, to turn a film a performance that he, which I think he delivers a, a really fine performance in this, to just sort of, you know, brushing it off as, oh, this is just him trying to distance himself. I mean, give give the guy some credit. He's been working very for a very long time since the end of Harry Potter. But this is a very full body performance It is. I mean, he obviously well. lost weight, um, you know, as I said, he, 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 this sort of the hopefulness, I think, in his, even though the physicality of his performance is very extreme, he kind of re- retains this, you know, positive, you know, positive, um, na- uh, personality and nature to, which, without being like, you know, ridiculously positive or anything, or, or overly religious or anything like that. No, but I think that the religious backbone of his story yeah. is very important and it's, it is what carries him through these these difficult situations, yeah. and it's the hope that guides him to, you know, a a positive outcome. Yeah, and there is some really like, ugh, like cringy. I, I must say, um, I, I was <laughs> there was there was one like Seems. one of the the horror things which I you know real world horror things which I think is is truly terrifying and and. You know, there there are a bunch of videos on YouTube and stuff about it, but bot flies <laughs> are disgusting, disgusting creatures. And there is a scene in this film where a bot fly is involved, and it's really, really disgusting. Mm. And I think that's one of the things which I really like as well, is that Greg McLean has never been a director to shy away from violence. And the gore and violence on display here isn't gratuitous no. at all. It's there to reinforce the situation. And, you know, what happens to some of the animals as well yes. is tradition. And it's, a, it's, a, it's interesting to see our reaction to that, you know. But it's, 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 it's I'm glad that that exists mm. because so often, you know, we don't see, you know, we see animal deaths and it's just kind of like they've gone to Outback Steakhouse and that's what it looks like after they're being killed. There's mm. no reality to the death of the animal itself that's being eaten. 
and yeah, it's great to see our reactions from it because mm. it's disgusting. Mm. But it's also, you know, we understand why he's doing it in, yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, we watch, we watch this sort of midweek. Um, and I don't think I've watched a film midweek where I've made so many noises. Yeah. I kind of made a lot of noises watching this movie. Like, <laughs> so, and I mean that in a positive sense. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, this is a great film. I really like it a lot. I think, as I said, you know, I think it's possibly Greg McLean's best film. Uh, I do love Rogue I a lot. Uh, no, I think I think it is. I think I, I think it's really a, a testament to a great filmmaker who's who's been progressing uh, quite a lot in you know in the past sort of decade since Wolf Creek. Um, you know, Wolf Creek is a great film, but I think that there's something about this about Jungle which, for me, has the emotional kick that Wolf okay. Creek didn't. Okay. Uh, not that yeah. Wolf Creek was ever intending to be emotional, um, but I don't know. I think uh, I just I. I Really enjoyed this film a lot. I think maybe it showed for me this film shows like a maturity, like yeah. that he's you know he's definitely got a wide range of talents, and um, you know I'm hopeful that 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 his talents will continue to be um, uh, used and and um, and used not only within the Australian film industry but you know internationally. Yeah. He's had you know a few of those films as well, but. Um, yeah, I would, I would give it three and a half. I think it's very solid. It's very enjoyable. Um, and it's definitely something that I wish I had been able to see, you know, necessarily on the big screen. I think if you can see it on the big screen, it's, it'd be well worth it. Um, but, you know, having seen it on our TV, and most TVs are, you know, cinema, <laughs> getting to cinema quality nowadays anyway, um, you know, it's definitely something that you will, you will find enjoyable. Mm. Um, on and it's demand. got a very limited release in Australia, which is... I, I think it's very disappointing. I think it's a bit of a shame that it didn't get much um, consideration at the actors. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, very considering, disappointed. It didn't. Considering you know, Australian film, in my opinion, we do tend to reward the same genre over and over again. Oh you know? no, I disagree with no, that. I think we do. I think we. It's like because drama. don't forget, films like Predestination won quite a few awards. Yeah, and Why? Hands of Love got you know quite yeah. a few nominations. That's what I'm saying. Horror. Yeah. Occasionally horror, occasionally sci-fi, but mostly drama, occasionally comedy. It would be nice to have seen them recognise the difficulties in directing a film like this. Um, That's I know true. it got a cinematography nomination, which you well deserved because mm. it looks great, but I think Radcliffe is amazing. I wasn't, I'm not quite sure how he missed out um, on well, I think nomination. And, I don't understand as well because they've um, only got four nominations. And the, the, two, just... the, the three co-stars as well are very yeah. fine. And, um, yeah, I think, I think the difficulty in directing this and directing it well really should have been, should have been recognised, mm. in my opinion. I think the score is quite good as yeah, well. Yeah. The cinematography is done by Stefan Duschio as well, who has done quite a few Australian yeah. films. Uh, most notably as well, he did uh, The Mule, which I thought was quite a good film. Yes, I did know. Quite a good kind of anxious. And again, like, like this, it, it got that on-demand release, mm. particularly in the US as well. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully this follow uh, it was quite successful, I feel, yeah. in terms of its financial. Oh, it very, very much so. Yeah, so hopefully this follow follows that. Look, I give it four and a half stars. I think oh. it's one of the best Australian films of the year. Uh, you know, and with I think there's only one more Australian film which I'm looking to see, which is The Butterfly Tree, uh, and and possibly, um, you know, there's a couple of others before I do my top ten Australian film list, but I think this is quite up there as well. 
um, I think it's a really good film. Uh, so that is Jungle uh, and our interview with Greg McLean. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, if you like what we do, head over to our website, abfilmreview.com, to listen to other episodes of The Last New Wave, as well as episodes of our main show, AB Film Review. Uh, also head over to followingfilms.com to listen to other episodes of the shows on there, such as a show called Mark Has Played, which is a film podcast about film podcasts and the discussions that are spawned from that. I've done a few episodes on it, it's really good, uh, and I'm not just saying it because I'm on it, but I think we've had some really interesting discussions on there. Um, follow us on social media, AB Film Review on both Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, that's really about it. Um, keep on watching Australian Cinema, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Last New Wave.